there have been so there have been some documentaries on the life of the man, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew. Why didn't you guys think of doing one for him instead of for Dr. Go King Sui? Because he's overdone. Oh, there's so many books on him. Yeah, right? there's so many so books on him. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like trying to fry a leftover egg that's been, <laughs> you know, fried many other times before. Ooh. It's been 12, or wrong, 11 episodes. Today is the 12th episode and the final the finale episode for the Chris Hansen Conversation Season 2. And uh, it's going to be a blast. I can tell you that much, man. You don't, hey, you're don't. you not looking at my at my guests at this moment, and I will not show them yet. I will tell you what about what it's all about today in a few minutes. But before we proceed with the finale episode for the season, I have to do this because in my hand, I've got, as usual, from dear old VJ and the good people from Gordon's Vades, I got with me probably the fluffiest, crispiest prawn Vades in the damn land. And you can see on the screen, you can contact Gordon's Vades. Uh, you can WhatsApp uh, at 8770-0969. Look for a guy named VJ. He was formerly uh, Mr. Singapore Manhunt, Manhunt Singapore 1970. He's going to kill me for this shit. But really, seriously, this is the, these are the best Vades you can find in the land, man. Thank you again, VJ. Thank you, Gordon's Vades. And back to the program. I have with me two prolific gentlemen. These are people that, you know, I always get so afraid to bring really, really right, talented, in intellectuals into my studio because I'm a dunce. Oh, not at all. No, it's true, man. It's not true. at all. It is true. The last time, episode two for the season, I had Dr. Gui Lee Sui. Mm. And oh, God, I tell you about... <laughs> <laughs> over my head, man. <laughs> but I'm happy to have you guys here. Okay, people, I've got in the studio with me, I've got Felix Cheong. Uh, you can switch the camera now. Okay, Felix Cheong. <laughs> and we have Chia Sinan. And let me tell you why they're here. It's because they've just released the new graphic novel. Check this one out. Go King Sui, a Singaporean for all seasons. Felix Cheong is a renowned Singaporean author and poet. He's known for his work in young adult fiction and poetry. He's written two young adult fiction books, The Call from Crying House and its sequel, The Woman in the Last Carriage, and I can go on and on and on about this guy. Okay? Please do, please do. <laughs> we have lots of time. Uh, uh, well, really, I've got a lot of time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and on my left, I have Chia Sinan. He's a former editorial cartoonist with The Straits Times. He produced, he's the guy that produced a popular comic strip, The House of Lim, for eight Young years. <laughs> uh, eons ago, ago huh? <laughs> eons ago. But still, I remember The House of Lim, man. I do, yeah. And uh, cartoon strip Billy and Salty. Uh, it's, that's about what environmental issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so I have two people, super talented people, came together, and they came up with this book for Doctor Go King Sui, or about Doctor Go King Sui, Singaporean for all seasons. I have questions for you guys. Why? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> why? Uh? Good question. Yeah, why? 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 Why the inspiration to do something uh, uh, about a founding? Can I call him a founding father? He was one of the founding yes. fathers. Yeah. Yes, okay. Definitely. One of our founding fathers. Why? Okay. Maybe Singan, you can start. Well, I approached uh, Felix with the idea first uh-huh. because I, you know, I had a uh, at least two or three ideas to, you know. I was hoping we'd collaborate because I met him at the comic fair. Um, this was when? I think year. October last, last year. Yeah. So exactly a year ago. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking we could do something together and then I arranged a meeting. So I brought these two two or three ideas. The first one he did, he just uh, he dismissed it. And then <laughs> Yes. Well, you dismissed it. Huh? Dismissed it. And uh, the second Slap one, he jumped. So, this is the one. The looking through. So, so amazing things happen at comic fairs, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, for me, I jump at the idea of uh, doing this book on Goking Sui because, firstly, <coughs> I had never done a creative nonfiction book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it allowed me a kind of creative freedom to try something new, right. a different genre. Right. Plus, of course, uh, I had great admiration for Dr. Goh. Mm. He was one of the founding fathers mm. and he was the guy who started the SAF from scratch, from nothing. Right. And then he also did other things like um, founded the SSO, started the idea for Sentosa, etc., mm. etc. Et mm. CHDB as well, right? No. No, nope. it was Limpin Sun. It was Limpin Sun. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. See, I'm getting all my facts wrong. Yeah, you need to brush up, man. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> you have no knowledge. Yeah, so now, now, now since, now since, yeah, wow. <laughs> That's why I say it. It's very scary to have two people like this in like, my studio <laughs> on my show. La, because it's, you see? But, um, curious. Um, Go King Sui, you told me why. But then again, in recent times, very recent times, even on Netflix besides CNA, there have been so there have been some documentaries on the life of the man, mm. Mr. Lee Kuan Yew. Why didn't you guys think of doing one for him instead of for Dr. Go King Sui? Because it's overdone. Oh, there's so many books on him. Yeah, there's so many so books on him. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like trying to fry a leftover egg that's been... <laughs> You know, fried many other times before. Wait, wait, wait. How long did it take you to do this? It's about To come a up year. with this graphic novel. Well, I did about a month of research in December. Right. Read up all the books I could about Dr. Go. Okay. And then probably another month to, to write the script. Okay. So, you it was about, okay, a year ago, right? So, if, if it's taken a, a year, at that time, last year in 2022, December... I don't. I don't think there was a forecast about this period right now, very recently, that you have documentaries on Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, on Netflix and on Channel News Asia. So it wouldn't. One. I mean, it could have been right that you would have done something on him instead mm-hmm. of Doctor Go, or you even could have been on, on S. Rajaratnam. Well, um, there were a couple of uh, graphic novels already published on Mr. Lee. Are so there? we didn't oh, want yeah, to track the same uh, territory. Okay, okay, okay. So at least a couple. There's one manga even on uh, mm. LKY. Manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, like a couple of years ago. Okay, I mm. noticed. You know, I, I read, I read, I read the book. Right. Okay, this guys, this is a book. Okay, 
and thank you so much for the book and the autographs really I mean it's it's lovely really I mean when I look at this it's like wow this looks really cool man the artwork's really really cool yeah, it's a bit know. intense there you go there you go it's yeah. on the screen and then I read through this and let me tell you man I need to ask you it's, you know what fascinated me in the beginning when I opened this book and the story started like the opening sequence of a James Bond movie <laughs> Yes. Was that, inten- was that intentional? Yes, yes intentional. That's I mean, intentional. Just, just to grip the audience, the, the yeah, readers. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. man, because it did get me, yeah. you know, hooked on it. Okay, what happened next? Did, did he bail out? <laughs> <laughs> and then what? Ten, and then, then scene shot over to, uh, segued over to 10 Downing Street. No. Or was it nine Downing Street? No, it's not Downing Street. It's uh, it looked like nine or nine. It, there was a number nine there. Ah, the Belgravia is a Singapore High Com in London. Ah, okay. There but was they all, the buildings all look the same. They look the same. I yeah. thought it was Downing yeah. Street, man. Okay, um, Felix, I need to ask you this: You're known for your poetry mm. and your short stories. Um, then you, as you said, this is something creative for you to do. Yes. And so you jumped onto this bandwagon to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so being a person who is known for poetry and short stories, and then well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that being new to this, what were the challenges you faced, man, writing this? Okay, um, prior to this, I actually written yeah, sprawl. a couple of sp- uh, yeah, yeah, sprawl. Novels, God's, sprawl. God's Lonely and Man and Eve and A Lost Ghost <laughs> Family graphic novels, right? Yes, graphic novels. Yep. So the main challenge for me was getting into the head, inside the headspace of Dr. Go. So I started writing the script um, in the third person. Mm. Uh, because Sinan and I were very clear from the start, we didn't want this to become another Wikipedia type of entry about Dr. Go's life. Mm. He did this in this year, he did this in that year. Yeah. It was boring. So we wanted a new approach. So I wanted to take a particular period of his life. Right between 1959 and 1964 right. and use that particular period as a reflection of his growth as a politician. Right. Because from the research I gathered, he wasn't comfortable with being a politician. So the quotes that I see inside this, can I call this, for the, for the sake of brevity <laughs> and convenience, can I just call this a comic book? Yes, of course. Okay. What I read in this comic book, right, is like... Um, the quote says I, that I see in them, in it, those were from you. Those were not quotes you actually discovered or found from through your research uh, about Dr. Go Kingsui. I interspersed some real um, quotes from Dr. Go with some fictional ones. Okay. So it's um, a genre that we call creative nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So in creative nonfiction, you're allowed to highlight certain emotional truths mm-hmm. and then through the truths, emotional truths, you can create dialogue. Okay. But it wow. stays true to the spirit of the man and stays true to the spirit of that particular incident. You see what I mean? <laughs> Speculative uh, fiction. Speculative uh, yeah. fiction. Yeah. Okay, so basically, basically, you through all your research, <coughs> you, you realize that this is probably, you know, the fictional part of it though, Yep. This is probably what he would be thinking or he would be saying to himself in his own self-thought or self-thinking. And also the, the dialogue, the voice. conversations that he had right. with his subordinates and other right. people like uh, Lee Kuan Yew. Right. So um, after I've done the research, mm-hmm. as I was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. I still couldn't get into the spirit of the man. Right. 
So I decided to write in his voice. Right. Through his um, point of view. Mm. And then st- it started clicking. Did he really call Mr. Lee Harry? Yes. <laughs> and we verified that with um, Ms. Uh, Tan Shok San, mm-hmm. who is the daughter-in-law of uh, Dr. Go. Kishore's provided some... Yeah, Kishore Mabubani as well provided some as well, yeah. background. Oh, okay. So, for example, we found out that um, Mr. Lee used to call Goking Sui, Sui. Oh! So that is well. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, his friends as well. His friends yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. So there were a lot of uh, little details that we had to research into to um, find out certain things about the some of the incidents portrayed in the book. Yeah, so okay. we had to overhaul or change all the names. Uh, you know, in some. Oh, so you did book. change some names. Was yeah, there something that's, that's what he was called? Because we we, we would call him. Uh, no, because you know why. Kuan Yu or something, but that's not what they call him. They call him Harry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since you've said that about names, changing some of the names, uh, there is something I'm curious about. You know, um, there's this guy. He was that actually is my favorite part of the of the entire comic book. This particular scene where he was interviewing for his personal aid. Yeah, that's right. Right, and I made looked, it up. <laughs> you made it up. It's all totally made up. Well, that one's totally made up. Yep. Dang, you know why? <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys about this guy that he eventually hired, Huang. Yes. <laughs> Is that guy fictitious? It's fictitious and mm. he's a composite of different EDB officers. Ah, because, because I wanted to ask you guys that question. Actually, I'm going I'm to ask you guys this later, but since you raised it, <laughs> so I might as well just bring this up. Yeah, please. Years ago, in the 90s, I had the opportunity by chance at one of the mem- one of the more swanky members clubs uh, on a Saturday afternoon. I still remember that quite vividly. A gentleman I met at a bar inside that gentleman's club, who eventually we ha- we started having a chat, and he was the personal aide to Doctor Go. Oh, okay, oh, yeah? really? Oh. Give me his name. Yeah. That's the thing. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. It was in the nineties. I think it was probably ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh, I would love to have interviewed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a slight built man, mm-hmm. Chinese guy. Uh, quite, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, he, he, he it's quite clear that he, he cares about how he looks mm-hmm. in terms of you know dressed presentably. Mm-hmm. Sat on a on a armchair. Legs crossed, very quiet man, quite soft spoken, right. and uh, be spectacled and typical of all yeah. civil servants yeah. callers. No, but he was very measured in the way he spoke, and then he he mentioned about what he did and how exacting Doctor Go was. He was Doctor Go was very exacting, and, and his staff were not terrified of him, but were in all of this man mm. you know uh, and he was his personal aide mm. right and the way he spoke uh, there was this very quiet strong confidence in that man you know mm. uh, uh, maybe I don't know it seemed to me the impression I had was that Dr. Go's personality and character probably you know fused into the people that worked closely with him as well well it's called a trickle down effect yeah yeah and, and and it was pretty remarkable. So when I was reading your comic book, I was going, hang on a second. <laughs> it jogged a memory in me because I had this this 
fortunate opportunity to have met this guy. And I wish to goodness I could have. Re- I, 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 yeah, I could remember his name. Quite uncanny. We, we, we sh- yeah, we should, uh, I hope the the book uh, will bring him. Oh, I hope he's still yeah. around. Yeah. Oh, you know, at well, the time he was in his fifties. You know, nineties. Right. Uh, in a, about well, it's just possible. after mid nineties. Yeah, it's possible he's still around. It's yeah. possible he's still around. So, Sinan, how do you approach illustrating such a significant historical figure? Oh, like Go King Sui. <laughs> I was asking for all his photographs from uh Sun, mm-hmm. all the his side views in the back, but she couldn't provide any. So I had to do my own AI. <laughs> <laughs> Your own AI, okay. Must have been a very nervy affair, right? Yeah, exactly. huh? Such an illustrious figure, yeah. and all and all the nuances that yeah. he's shown is like the expressions on his face. So you know, side profile. I have to do it myself, and then. Okay, but sort of. I just want to ask something yeah. about this part of the story, guys, where where his car, when he was with his aide and his car broke down somewhere on the way to Jurong. Right. There was pictures as well. Damn, bust my freaking but we, bubble. We uh, <laughs> researched his car. We researched his car. We drove and drove. Uh, uh-huh. the model and okay. everything. You know. So this other yeah. guy that, that helped him along this Wong character. <laughs> it's also fictitious. Oh, man. Another <laughs> bubble bust. Okay. Okay. So, you can't really tell... Well, you can tell to some extent what is real. So, there are historical events depicted yeah. in the book that are real. Mm. But um, in between these um, historical incidents, mm-hmm. there are fictitious episodes that I hope will bring out Dr. Goh's personality. So you're, you're confident that if, though, despite the fact that some of these portions inside this comic book is, is fictitious, mm. right? But you're confident that how he managed these, though it's fiction, how he managed these characters, for example. Well, right? these are anecdotes from the actually actual events that happened. We just have the... Have to put some drama into it, much like what you see, like the crown and all that. Yeah. So you you know you base it on real life right. events. Like. But no, but the thing yeah. is, you said um, you said these are anecdotes of yeah. things that actually did happen. Yeah. Like what? Well, let's the, hear it from you. What did you find out? <laughs> the training jet incident actually uh. happened when he was. The, no freaking yeah. way, man! Yeah, yeah, it was in the based on the real incident. Yeah. In the video clips, the uh, so the, there was a hunter jet. Yes, that, that crashed, crashed in the uh, and the pilot bailed out. when he was visiting the UK. And and Doctor Go did visit the, the the down pilot in the hospital. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so then we probably took a bit of creative liberties. Right, so, right, right. Um, creative nonfiction is this genre where. The storytellers have some creative liberties to maneuver. Right. So it's like uh, a lot of Hollywood films that are supposedly based on or inspired by true stories. Mm. So you may have a certain incident, like incident A, but you can create a narrative or story around it Mm -hmm. to make it true, to present, to show to the audience Mm -hmm. the the emotional truth for that particular incident Mm -hmm. so that it is a bit more dramatic and a bit more engaging. Right, because if we do, didn't do that, then the book would just be boring. Just a lot of talking heads, people talking about this, talking about that policy, and so on. 
So um, back to my point about that particular period between 1959 and 1964. Right. So um, I was interested in how Dr. Go took the Jurong Industrial Estate project yep. Yep. and how he saw it through to its uh, fruition. Right. So um, I used that particular incident because it was seen as Go's folly. Right. It was rightly... Did he really have challenges with the cabinet at the time over this? Yes. And this one is documented. That I didn't is make true. This up. That is true. He had a lot of internal um, fights uh, with his cabinet colleagues mm-hmm. because they were not willing to put so much money to develop a swamp land into an industrial estate. Right. So he fought for it and it was rightly panned as goals folly. If it didn't work, yeah, his reputation okay. is on the line. Wow. And that of the PAP as well. Wow. So he had to succeed or the whole government collapses. Wow. So that's why it became a pitiful, pivotal point in the story for me. Right. I, I, I pulled out this part of, the, of, of your comic. This is my favorite part. Uh, so there's this, the, the bit about, as I told you earlier, the one about the interview, mm-hmm. right, for right. his personal aid. I, I like that very much, man. Uh, huh. Kai, if you can put it up, Kai. The very first. Yes, there you go. Um, I'm just going to read this out, yeah? When he's interviewing, you can see the picture on the screen, he's interviewing for a new personal aid. And he says, you're here today not because you're a high achiever for that. Oh, no, sorry, high achiever. Yeah. For that, you've already been duly rewarded for a good job in the public service. You're here because I need an aid. Not someone to fetch me coffee or whatever, and not a speech writer. I do that myself. I need you to be my arms and legs and sometimes my eyes and ears. Tell me, guys, fiction or not? This bit, <laughs> fiction, right? It is fiction. But what he said, do you think Dr. Gold King C would have spoken that I way? I believe he yes. would have, yes. Right. Really? He was a very straight-talking man. No BS about him. Yeah. You either come to the point or get out of my office. Okay, but is this next thing that happened BS? Because he said to this age, supposedly, uh, well, it's fiction, right? Now we know. But first, I have to know if you're good enough. Now, identify the composer of this piece of music you're hearing. Bullshit, right? Um, <laughs> yes and no. Um, Dr. Go was a firm uh, fan of classical music. Okay. And he believes, or he, he believed, yeah. that um, an educated man should know classical music. Oh. In fact, this notes... Uh, the notes, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the notes in the picture, right? It was okay. the front cover. I think, right. When I first uh, showed it to uh, um, Felix and Melvin. Uh-huh. Melvin's our publisher, but he removed it because it wasn't done as a... properly... Right, it's, it's actually the first bar. Yeah. So it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be somewhere on the cover. Yes, yes. It was just running. Yeah. Just it would have been. Hey, Melvin. It would be nice. <laughs> it was there anyway. I think it would look really cool, man. <laughs> right, Melvin is not going to like me saying that. I know. That. Yeah, but it should be there. Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> point taken. <laughs> I really think it should because if he's sitting down there contemplating, he would have had classical music playing in the background. Mm. Am I right? Mm. Is that is that how you guys yeah. see him? And then eventually, of course, he founded the SSO mm, because mm, of his yeah. love for classical music. Right. And then uh, interestingly, in that comic strip, when he said that to this aide, Kai, could you put that same picture up again, please? Yes, thank you. Uh, and then 
the response from this first applicant said, I, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's by a classical music composer. Then Dr. Go went, and I summoned the next one. <laughs> it's so fun. And then the next, the next clip, um, the next clip is, uh, you can play that, put that one up now. Um, what's the difference between Verdi and Vivaldi? They were both Renaissance painters. <laughs> then he goes, next. They have the degree. This is the bit that got me. This was what I really enjoyed. They have the degree that parks them at their station, but by no means that curiosity from education. Felix's words. Yes, my words. But again, this came from research I've done. Yeah. That um, Dr. Go believes that uh, an education is not just enough for you to get a degree, mm-hmm. but it's to make you a rounded person. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I put that in. That um, he didn't believe that you know just by getting a civil service job, mm-hmm. you you are kind of made for life. Right. He doesn't believe in a whole iron rice bowl. What do you idea. guys think? That context. How is it like today? Is it still the same? Opinion. Well, we, opinion, opinion. 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 Will we be hung for this? No, I, well, well, why are you worried about being hung when you're just giving your opinion? Well, I think times are different. It's a very different time from oh, um, it was back, back then. Uh-huh. I don't think Dr. Go's way of managing people would would um, be as well received these days as it would be back then. What? Because he was very blunt. But don't you think that that should ring true today still, that it should transcend across generations? If this is truly the man that he was, Mm. and he was really the guy responsible for setting up so many good stuff, you know, for this country, right? For this nation. And we all can attribute that success, our success, Mm. to him. Why would that, why would these sort of values actually be, you know, not be espoused today? Don't you think? Opinion. <laughs> uh, okay, I myself am self-taught. I didn't go to any... Tr- then with the work that I see yeah. you do, man, you're freaking amazing, man. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I don't know, So different fields have different uh, uh-huh. uh, approach. You know, someone who can approach it differently. Right. And if you can excel in it, then why don't you concentrate on that instead of... Uh, mm-hmm. What the... Uh, Dr. Go espoused was that uh, yeah like Felix said you need an all-rounded education sure but, but, but aesthetics you find your own I mean but don't you think that that, that you know that, it, that that sort of value should actually also be you know spoken of today you know that it's more than just about getting that academic degree that they're fantastic you know brimming in, in, in absolute you know academic degrees and and your honors and your PhDs and all that, right? Uh, and that's more to 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 education than just that. Don't you think so? I mean, I don't know, man. He caught me when I when I was reading this. I was going, wow, yeah. And that came from Felix Jung. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Well, I think. Think <laughs> and it was the quickest way to get a man to say yes by offering him money. Oh my! <laughs> so that's again fictional, but yeah. again. It's um, understanding from inside out what a man is like. Yeah. So, yep. Um, as I said earlier, I couldn't 
write the manuscript until I've gotten inside the man's head. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I started writing in his voice mm-hmm. and suddenly the whole story kind of wrote itself. Right. So it was as though I was assimilating his, his spirit. So you were in the zone, man. I was in the zone, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing um, as though he was inside me, right. talking through me. Wow. For all you know, he, he might have been, man. It's possible. Yeah, really. I think he got, you, 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 you brought him across quite vividly, you know, frankly. Especially his sense of humor. Yeah. He was a man known for his... Um, really? He looks so stern, man. He looked at all his pictures and, you know, yeah. he looks like such a stern guy. But, Sinan, all these aides, and I look at their pictures and stuff, you know, their, their, their face, you know, their, 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 how, shall I, how shall, shall I express this? All of their faces that you drew, they're, they're all different people, yeah. the way they looked and all that. Some look like, to make them look different. One look like a gundu, the other one look like a, yeah. So, you know, uh, I mean, how do you how do you come up with this sort of imagination and come up with all these different faces? Uh, well, that's Felix. What? Felix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a portrait of No me? way, really? Okay. Okay, so the one that, that you say looks like Felix. Uh, 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 Kai, that's the next clip, Kai. The one that says next, same question. Uh, uh, that's the one. Okay, that's new to me. So the guy at the top, the guy at the top, you, Sinan, you're saying that you actually drew this guy uh, as a depiction of what? Of Or you took Felix's look. Uh, and this is your idea. Some features are not, not all... No, yeah, yeah, okay. Actually, come yeah. to think of it, yeah. Yeah. look closely at it. Yeah, that's yeah. What okay. Uh, Felix, I yeah. need to do a double take on that. Sina <laughs> <laughs> needed to charge you copyright fees for that. <laughs> I even drew his cat on okay, one of the pages. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah it's somewhere oh, really? in the yeah. story. Yeah. Wow, by giving him a roof over his head, that's what you said. <laughs> uh, and then he wasn't very happy with <laughs> that that answer as well. Because why? Why? Why do you put by giving him a roof over his head? Because you knew that that Go King Sui is not going to like that kind of answer. You knew that. Because um, I think he wasn't one for material things. So Hmm. money, roof over your head, those are material things. Or is it too left? No, not not too left. (laughs) I think you're trying to sway the conversation towards the left. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) I have nothing planned. Really? You must have some agenda. No, I have no agenda, man. Um, uh, Having said that, his office itself, you know, it was so bare, yeah. so, which was good for me. I didn't need to draw a lot of. Uh huh. His office, why? Uh, it was quite bare. Yeah. Bare. Yeah. Right. In the, so that was good for me because I didn't need to draw. Do do too much work. Books and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I really need to get yeah, before the mic, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was dark and. Uh, so also, was it really like that? Like you guys had yeah, pictures we, of his We found an archive photo yeah. of his office uh-huh. yeah. and it was really bare. As wow. befitting a yeah. man who was, who was very frugal and known to be quite um, sparing in, you know, sensitious Don't you think that that should be the kind of leader that, you know, that should really be the image of a true leader? Well, you might say so but I, as I said it's very different times the, now without all yeah. the ostentatiousness and yeah. you know yeah. but, those, yeah. but we're talking about the 50s this I mean what what's there there's no computer screen there's no yeah sure yeah, sure but yeah. he, he could have the office could be yeah. could have been opulent too right mm. yeah, but it wasn't yeah. right mm. yeah and by the way uh, if you notice in the cartoons mm-hmm. that um, Dr. Go has a particular habit of lining up pens yeah, it sounds like someone familiar that's right now in the Istana. 
Yes. <laughs> I've heard a lot about that too. <laughs> so apparently that, that's a real thing that he does. Uh-huh. Or he did. Uh-huh. That he, if he was impatient with you or during a meeting, he would take all his pens from his pen holder and line them up. And, and line them for and line them up for what? I don't know. He he just did it. As a I habit. would have thought line them up, take it, and throw it again. <laughs> you know, you say one more thing and I'm going to throw this one at you, and then going to take it, I'm going to throw another one at you. You know, yeah. So so okay. So he lined them up. He lined them up, and then he would treat. Yeah, it was one way he for him to. It's possible. <laughs> I suppose his subordinates would know if. He had like five pens lined up, that six pens that he's he pissed was, off. He's pissed off. <laughs> you better end the meeting fast or get out. Uh-huh. We need to ask our current president whether he has the same habit, man. <laughs> Line up all his pens too, eh? Ten right. pens. Um, okay. And then it's interestingly, man, the next guy that came along was the guy he eventually hired. What's the quickest way to get a man to say yes and the answer was by understanding why he would say no? I would think that was pretty cool, you know. That's and then, idea. and then after that, what you did was, you put that last frame Frozen. at the bottom, right, with him holding on to his pen, and with his face frozen. Frozen. I think that's that. That really, I mean, that was really cool. Really, I think that was really cool, you know. And that was the answer that he was looking for. That was Someone the that gave him something that was. Um, yeah, but I'm just so sad that you guys have just really busted my bubble to tell me that my favorite scene in this comic book is entirely fictitious. It's fictitious, but it's I mean, it kind was, of true to life. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was freaking brilliant, man. I was hoping that you really, this would have been something real because it's like, wow, I really like this man, you know. I really like this man because he went, he, he looked at someone way far beyond. Mm. Uh, 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 your your ac- academic qualification <coughs> and all that shit. Someone he wanted someone real. He wanted someone real. He wanted someone down yeah. to earth. He wanted mm-hmm. someone who could, f- you know, feel the way he feels, mm. you know. And then that's what I read from it, man. And then after that, then he looked at his qualifications. After he said, "That's a shrewd answer, young man." That's the next clip. There you go, um, Huang Chertong. <laughs> Where do you get that name? It's a <laughs> Composite of different EDB officers' names. <laughs> so you got a guy you found in EDBs. One of guy is Huang. There's some. Yes. There's a Chur somewhere, yes. and there's a Tong somewhere, oh. and he put it together. Yeah, and put it together. <laughs> oh Ta-da. man, shit! That's man. how writers work. You know what? Yeah. We, you know what? I, I think I'm gonna do one graphic novel with you guys, man. Come up with something even more I'm, fun. I'm gonna put your name somewhere in my yeah. next graphic novel. Uh, feature you inside. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a hand, and then oh, there's gonna be a son. Oh gosh! There's gonna be a quiz. See, I, yeah. I make it simple for you. It's called Son of a Hand. <laughs> we will feature you in our next book. Oh, I know. Nah, son of a hen or son nah, of a cock. Nah. Oh, oh now nah, in the shits. Here we go. <laughs> and in this part, hey, come on, man. Come on. This is too far fetched. This part where he says, ah, like me, you were born in Malacca too. Kenapa awak mau bekerja untuk saya? Right? In Bahasa. In Bahasa. And he replied in English because there are 200,000 people who are jobless in Singapore and <laughs> can make a difference. And that is so motherhood statement. Yes. Which he didn't like. <laughs> Was he like that? Yeah. He so didn't. that's why in the next um, page, Dr. Dr. Go says that he didn't like the answer. I know. He said he didn't like the answer. He didn't like the motherhood statement, right? Mm. It is stating the freaking obvious, right? Mm. All right. Right. I don't, then I don't think he really liked being in, if he was, you know, if, 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 if times were different in a different parallel universe. <laughs> mm. 
he really wouldn't like being in parliament today. Yep. And the kind of um, big houses that no, ministers man, no, no, rent. no, it's not about. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say that. Come <laughs> on, there's just so many motherhood statements being made. Yep. Right. So he wouldn't. So you you discover it truly by research that he wouldn't be. He really didn't like all that, all that, all that ostentatious. No, no, no. All that motherhood statements. You know. No, he wasn't. He, right, he wouldn't know? have liked it. He wouldn't have liked it. He wanted action. He wanted, he wanted people action. to really believe what or walk the talk. Yes. Right? And get the work done. Yeah. And get the job done. Because yep. he was that kind of man. Because he was that kind of man. He was that kind of man. Ideas into action. Right. So if I were to ask you, Sinan, as the illustrator, because Felix did the research, he wrote, he right. came up with all these dialogue, right? And is that right for me to say that dialogue? Is it right for yeah, me to use the word yeah, dialogue? Yeah, it is dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so afraid, no, because I'm a four-level holder. I'm talking to all the smart people. It's a script, la. He gave me the script. Yeah, so you, you, to, you wrote the script. Yeah? I had to put the drama inside. Yeah, to put the drama my role, yeah. Yeah. And all the action scenes, I told him to so give now, it to so, me. So basically, you must also have a, an understanding of what the man is all about in order for you to come up with all these, uh, with all this wonderful... Illustrations and how we stop with his frozen face and stuff, and including this guy, man, the guy that he eventually hired, right? This fictitious aide, Huang Che Tong, right? Look at that face, man. I mean, to me, he looks really looks like a PSB guy <laughs> or an EDB guy. Yep. You know, he really looks yeah. like a. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but you guys with EDB and PSB, I don't mean any, you know, disrespect, but you guys do have a certain kind of look. Yeah. It looks like even they they agree. He, um, <laughs> I think it's a mix of uh, who did I use to reference a bit of yeah. not all together. Who is a bit of Keanu Reeves? What? Of, uh, it looks like Philip Yeo. <laughs> I don't know. It looks a bit like Philip Yeo, man. Philip Yeo, a very young but, uh, Philip Yeo. Yeah, yeah, very young Philip Yeo. Yeah. But it looks like him, don't you think? Right, so if you look right, at him yeah. carefully. Well, maybe it's possible. I do I see a bit of Keanu Reeves. though. I didn't use Philip Yeo at all. Okay, no rules. No, not all of it. The lips are different. You know. mm-hmm. So not all of it. No, I know, I know. The yeah. lips are different. I know that. Yeah. I know that. But, yeah. but uh, when 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 you you know you have to come up with all these. I mean, you must have gotten to know the man, the spirited man too, in order for you to come up with all these too, right? If, when I was approached by GIC, this is years before Felix. I, I yeah, I gathered all his portraits. So. Mm-hmm. I, I did some composites, uh, right, uh, right. studies of right. uh, yeah. So at that time, I I, I had all these laid out mm-hmm. for presentation, but the uh, the deal fell through. Mm. I said, okay, I've worked this far. Why not? Don't waste it. So if, yeah. if they didn't want to do it, you might as well do it yourself. Yeah, but hey, I, I need, uh, I need my a, own heart. I man. need a partner. Then yeah. I, I just approach right, Felix. right. Okay, so so mm. now that you've released this, well, good for you, man. I mean, you guys, I love this. I love the cover. I love yeah. the story inside, and I really love that James Bondian thing at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> really, I think it was brilliant. It was a good way man. to hook. Yeah, video. it was a hell of a good hook, yeah. man. That hooked me as well. When it, um, I, I was, you know, looking through the video clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fellow who went to the, in the the Singapore High Com actually told. Mm-hmm. <coughs> related in the documentary that uh, he was such a man, yeah, Singaporean for all seasons. For all seasons, huh? Yes. That's also because he had. I mean, the, 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 you know, there's an interesting part in this book, in a comic, where, where, boldly, you you guys actually put up the Operation Cold Store. Mm. 
That was the controversial part. Mm-hmm. But you also have to do your research, right? Yep. So, however, you guys wrote that in here, right? Mm. Uh, this is these are true accounts. Yep. And how it was mentioned as to how, why they should go ahead and do what they did. Yep. Well, ballsy, man, guys. Because otherwise, <laughs> you know the the number of strikes and the number of uh, labor unrest, mm-hmm. things that were happening back then, so would never end. This. You even had the copy of the Straits Times in uh, that is inside here. It says that's 107 true. held mm. in Singapore Dawn Drive. That, that's from a real Straits Times uh, yes. cover story. Yeah. You know, yeah. We didn't make that up. Yeah. So, Go King Sui was also in favour of it. Um, it was a cabinet decision. Right. Um, but I'm not sure. There was no record of um, whether there was any dissent. But, but you looked at it this way. Like you looked at it that he was part of the cabinet. Certainly, he was also was, in yeah, was the cabinet when they yes. were in the, yes. as a collective, as they, yep. as they, they discussed this. They couldn't afford all these uh, troubles. Mm. At that time, at the time, because yeah. of the uh, because of all the strikes and uh, yeah. mm. and the riots that were happening, yep, it was right? a, either a make or break decision, and mm. so they went mm-hmm. uh, full hawk into into it. Yeah, arrest all these uh, troublemakers, right? Put them under detention, and then right. um, increasingly they started w- uh, winning out of the leftists, right, from unions, right. Well, I, I really, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I think about it. Well, they, those were difficult days. Those man. were difficult, difficult days. days. Wow, for sure. Yeah. Not a day went by. What nothing. a cowboy town, huh? Yeah, with no incident. Yeah, man, what a cowboy yeah. town, man. I can just imagine that. Yeah. You know, um, and um, so, okay. I, I, you know, this show, we're going to end this show with a, a particular, with a particular, my, my most favorite part of it. Of I thought the, the audition part was your favorite part. The what? The audition? No, you mean the interviews. Oh, the interviews. No, yes. there's actually this particular snippet here. Mm. It's going to come up at the end. I'm putting it in post. It's not going to be shown now. It'll be shown in post. Uh, which means at the end of this program, it'll be up. And this is when... Tell me, tell me, uh, whether you found this somewhere... Oh, this, I swear, <laughs> you're gonna tell me this is not this is fictional. I'm really gonna scream. Um, Why are you gonna scream? Well, he walks out. He he walks out of the hospital at St Thomas, which I know he didn't visit because there's no record of that. Yep, no record of that. So but we, he we said, can't make it up. But there was this thing that that was that's here. Him putting he had his overcoat on. He put on his hat. He walked out of the hospital, and after visiting the young lieutenant. Right. Injured after he bailed out from his plane. That one we know is true that he bailed out. He said, Dr. Go said, well, allegedly, I don't know whether it's Felix saying this or Dr. Go, policies may make a difference, but they will find no purchase when you forget that people matter. That's the poet speaking. I want to speak. Not the politician, the poet. <laughs> The poet slash politician. Well, I, I mean, but kudos, man. I mean, I love that. It's good writing, yes. I, I love yeah. that one. I'm glad you I know. engaged Felix. Yeah, it's really yeah. very good, man. I mean, and it resonated with me because I, re- uh, I agree. People matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, the policies, it, 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 it's all boils down to people. Yeah, man. It boils down to people, man. It's not about $153,000 for your COE and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> What? It's true. Uh, it is $153,000 in yep. your COE. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not about that, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, hundred fifty-three thousand dollars to make sure that we have no traffic jam, not too bad traffic jam problem mm. in Singapore. I mean, traffic congestion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. But people do matter, and that should always be top of any politician's list. It is about the people. Exactly. And, uh, and I'm saying it as as a as a citizen of this country. You know, and I'm not trying to play politics here. I never like to bring politics into no. my show. I never did. But you know, but since I've read that, what you wrote though, now that I've discovered it was you, Felix. Ayo. <laughs> you know, and I was you know, frankly I felt so heartened when I read that because I thought, wow, Go Kings we actually felt that way. But do you think he would have thought the same? I think so, but I think based on what he has said in public, mm. his speeches, mm. and from the number of books I've read, I think he is a man of that caliber. So confidently really you... Feel, yes, confidently I would say he is a man of the people. Mm. He feels for the ordinary man. Right. It's not just um, lip service or motherhood statements. Right. It is in him. It's in the man himself. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you guys... What, okay, were there any particular anecdotes or aspects of working Sui's life that stood out to you during your research? For me, it was the practical joke he played on his commanders in the SAF. What practical joke? Ah, he didn't know about this, uh, huh? Yeah. No. Ah, never do research. I do research for what? I'm not the one writing the book. You're the one writing the book. What? Not me, no, Before your interview, you need to do research, man. Don't need, I just need to ask you, can you do Otherwise, I have a conversation for what? Since I know everything, I need to ask is you. Is this that letter he wrote? Yeah, this is the joke that he played on his commanders. So, uh-huh. this is why I felt that, um, and this is something I, I put throughout the book, that he is a man. Right. A man, right. the man. So what he did was he wanted to test if his commanders actually read directives from upstairs. Okay. So what he did was he sent a directive quoting passages from Noah's Ark, from the Bible. The Bible. Okay, about from, the Noah's okay. Ark. from Genesis, yeah, okay. Yep. Right. And then he wanted to see if anybody read it. So some of these freaking commanders had no idea what it was about. They uh-huh. just posted it on our the routine order. Uh-huh. As word for word. Verbatim. Verbatim. <laughs> without asking what it was about. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then he, he even wrote a, a paper about it. Huh. Which is published. Really? Yes. Just to show that uh, people are just following orders following blindly orders and blindly. not really reading and understanding the content. Yes. Ah, it's the same damn shit today, man. <laughs> Nothing changes. <laughs> I think he would probably have fun. I mean, I'm not saying just, kind of I'm jokes. not saying the SCF in particular. I'm saying in general, in man, general, across yes. society, man, people will just look, read headlines, and that's about it. You yep. know what I'm saying? How many? Don't bluff, you jokers out there. I know you just read the headlines and then you make a lot of assumptions without really reading the content. Hello, you got to read. You got to read everything, okay? And also, also question the things you read. See, yeah, they don't question. They don't question, man. I mean, stop being damn yeah. sheep, man. Read stuff and learn and discern. Come on. You know, and, and not because a lot of people today like to go, They push the bug. Yeah, it's not my problem. I don't care. I can earn money good enough. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's, which is where, which is where outside of this book, outside of this book, just, just having a conversation right now. You know, you know, it's just where I, I, I raise this. Now, you guys are going to look at me funny. You guys are going to say stupid things. I know, I know. But what, with what I'm about to say, um, I keep telling people every other day, Singaporeans, when you walk out of your house, every now and then, look up, blah. Yes. Look up, blah. 
Yeah, look up, look up and see whether or not it's a UFO. <laughs> what? Please, please. No, I'm not kidding. Really? I mean, the reason why we think there aren't any is because we're not freaking looking up enough. Yes. Guess what, man? I kept looking up and I saw one. One UFO? Yeah. Like, I'm not shitting you, man. Hey, come on, come on. You haven't watched. Okay, you gotta watch. Okay, once in this once this season is really re- uh, released out there, right? Mm-hmm. Watch my UFO series, Good. man. Okay, where do we do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Re- is that UFO? part of the X Files? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm, I've got, I've got, it's a series, I've got footages, is it? man. It's huh? a series. Uh, I've got a few series that, right. that's happening throughout the entire season uh, of a few, for a few verticals, and this is called UFO Reveal Asia. Okay, and you gotta watch those two I had two episodes for this for and this season. This- Around Singapore or Singapore, around right, Singapore, right, right. Singapore. Yeah. and and there's something that happened. It's not. We got pictures as well. Okay. So you know, and and this one I saw, right? I took a video of it, but it was too high up, man. And people say that Chris is an <laughs> aircraft. I say get lost. You know why? Aircraft do not stop and hover. It was very high up. Weather balloon. Any what in Singapore? Freaking weather balloon! I mean, don't give me this Roswell controversy thing. That, hey, it was a weather balloon. No, no, no way! Yeah. No freaking way! It moved and it stopped. Maybe and some blinks. Russian thing. <sighs> Singapore. Okay, we have a look. We have a look. In, I mean, Russians always no. Singapore for what? Yeah, I really, man. I mean, no. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah. So I think you know, look up, man. Look up, because a lot of people. Just go about their lives every day, you know, and not sensing things around you, you know. Like they read headlines and they don't read anything else, you know. I think that's really sad. Really? Well, some of them don't even read headlines, full stop. Yeah. They just it, go to know. TikTok and, and watch whatever. It, yeah, exactly. You don't get your news there, you I know. watch TikTok. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm on TikTok as well. I mean, the show is on TikTok. There's little reels and stuff that we put up on TikTok. But the, the, the point is is that if I put something up on TikTok, there's going to be the juicy parts of each episode that I put up on TikTok. Mm. You know? But it's not about uh, uh, um, just putting up something for fun that's quirky and stuff. That's all fun games. That's all cool. But there's got to be some serious stuff as well that people have got to dive into, man. We just can't mm. just, you know. They're that's right. why I like yeah. stuff like this. It makes... I really hope... And I don't know what your plans are. I mean, this particular book, do you think... Especially for the younger generations, do you think they'll take away something from this? Do you think they care? I hope so. I mm. mean, I wrote it primarily for a younger audience yeah. who may not be aware of what Doctor Go had achieved in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I hope they will take something away from it. That, but don't you think you know? And I've had this conversation before with a few of my guests, those who are academics and stuff. Do you think history is something that a lot of young today feel is unnecessary for them to know? Well, history repeats itself. Oh, you and I both know that. Yeah, you and I, we all know that. Yeah, right? yeah. We all know the value of history. Mm. Yeah, it repeats yeah. itself. We don't learn from it. Obviously, it repeats itself. Yeah. Continues to repeat itself. Yep. It's a bloody vicious cycle. <laughs> but a lot of people today, including the folks of these young ones, mm. who believe that history is a waste of time. And and you know my worry is that something so precious as this doesn't get picked up. I hope it does. Personally, I do. Yeah. You know, I really hope that that hey, you young people pick it up and go and read something about someone you know that was very pivotal in the history and making of this country. You know, because 
it wasn't bloody easy to build Singapore. The no, one that, no, the ones that, yeah. the country that we, most of us now, take for granted. I know I sound like a damn boomer. <laughs> Get the generations right. I'm an ex-gener. I'm not a boomer. Ding bad. Okay, so you know you should take this and really, you know, it's a bloody comic book, man. Check it out. Really, it's it's pretty fun reading, though. I gotta say, pretty fun. Um, and you know, I I really hope the younger ones pick this pick this up. Really. What are your plans, guys? Future collaborations? Any projects? What you plan on doing? Well, we are talking about another book. Yeah, but uh, historical in nature or what? Mostly, yes. Yeah. It's also yeah, historical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Non-fiction or fiction? It's gotta creative be non-fiction. Creative non-fiction. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, let's I tell you, I gotta yeah. get used to these terms. No creative non-fiction. <laughs> no, no, yes. they got creative non-fiction. They got non-fiction. They got fiction. Sounds like a contradiction. God knows. Now that uh, we know we are into comics as well, we might even rope you in. Oh dear, <laughs> you're asking for trouble. <laughs> I got my fingers yeah. in too many damn things, <laughs> but really, I hope you guys had fun during the shoot. Uh, thanks so yes, very yes, much, yes, really. Thanks for having us. No, no, thank you for being here, man. Uh, I know most of you guys probably watching this episode probably thinking that you know I don't know what you guys are talking about. Then I tell you what you do: go and get this. Where where is this being sold now? At uh, Kinokuniya, probably. Okay, in Kinokuniya. Kino Nearly said a bad word. Sorry, Kinokuniya. <laughs> It's sold there. Anywhere else? Probably Times. Times, the bookstore. Anywhere else? Amazon. Amazon. Go to Amazon. It's easy for you. You let your fingers yeah, do the walking. Smaller bookshops will carry. Yeah, probably the smaller bookshops as well. Epigram. Okay, Epigram. So get yourself a copy of Go King Sui, Singaporean for all seasons. Check it out. It's really a fun read. Yeah, get to learn about you know. This is how. The spirit of Dr. Go King Sui living within these two gentlemen here who are responsible for the creation of this book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and people who are really, really talented, people who know what the hell they're talking about, they do their research, unlike this gentleman in front of you right now. Um, and being accused of that. <laughs> anyway, so, so make sure you pick it up, yeah, at all the good bookstores, as we, as we mentioned earlier. Thank you also for watching. 12 episodes of the Chris Hansen Conversation. Um, I'm going to miss doing this for a while, but we will be back, and we'll be back likely somewhere in mid-March. We'll be busy working to give you Season 3. This is Chris Hansen, together with Chia Sinan, and together with Felix Cheong. Thank you so very much for spending time with us. Stay safe, and thank you also, Gordon Zvades, once again. I'll see you guys again really, really soon. Until next time. Bye-bye. Mm.